amazing that uh, you work as a rabbi helper and I always wonder when I was young when I look at my pastor he's always calm every time people run to the church for shelter when people are displaced uh, because of war because I came from South Sudan and by then mm -hmm. there was war all over I can see mostly the fear in people's eyes but my pastor doesn't show any fear at all and that really impressed me as a child because uh, part of me wanted to be like that pastor because to see somebody being calm mm -hmm. in front of danger you know inspire somebody but that was me as a child but that fearlessness slowly disappeared when I became an adult and I realized the responsibility that mm -hmm. comes with uh, that you know, courage so in front of danger. Do you think that your pastor was calm because of he was securing his belief? Or do you think maybe he had a class in how to be calm? Maybe they all take a class in how to be calm for everyone else. I, I, I do believe that he was calm based on his teachings, the teachings that he believes in, mm -hmm. and plus, as a pastor, you are seen as a leader. And being a leader, you don't show fear in times of danger because if you become afraid, then people are coming to you for shelter. And if you run away, then they have nowhere to run yeah. to. Right. You know? right. So th that kind of lingers in my mind as a child, but as an adult, you see how things are. And well, you, you do learn that they too are people. Yeah. And they, they have needs as well and that really to me brought me to the you know the the, the resiliency in in human nature mm -hmm. and when i use the word resiliency what is the first thing that comes into your mind the first thing that comes into my mind yeah. is i hate that word now because <laughs> we've heard it so many but i think it comes from latin i'm not sure i should look it up yeah. It means that we can bounce back. Yeah. It means that that even if we're squished, we spring back out. And and it's a good word for this. I'm just kind of tired of hearing it. But it is. but it's a it's a good word for this. And I think it's important for people who experience any kind of negativity. You probably weigh more than we have. To to be able to spring back just because it's in the face of whatever negatives were attacking you. Regardless what it is, you can bounce back and you can go further forward mm -hmm. and not be held back by the negatives. That's yeah. the only way our society as a whole can progress. Growing up, I never knew what resiliency is, but I was always reminded within the family, if mm -hmm. my father or my uncle, uh, they will always tell me that you will always be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. But the most important thing is that don't accept the way people define you. Mm -hmm. Because if you let people define you and you fall into their definition, your life will not be easy. And that really helps me come back each time I get into, into a lot of uh, problems. And to me, when, when we sit down and we talk about our lives from different point of view, then we begin to realize that 
maybe we react to crisis differently based on how we are told to react towards a certain situation. But as a human being, I feel that when, when we share our reactions towards a situation that we find ourselves in, mm-hmm. then we might see that maybe we are all the same. We can certainly learn from each other. Mm-hmm. How, how did you come to be here? I know you're supposed to interview us, but oh, I'm sure. so curious. Yeah, I, I ended up being in 1027 because I go to the Jewish Family uh, Center mm-hmm. for career counseling. And as, as, a, as a refugee in Pittsburgh, a lot of people don't realize that the immigrant community in Pittsburgh and the Jewish community are one because we get our services from them. And if anything happens to the Jewish community, we're the first to hear mm-hmm. because we have people that we know. Mm-hmm. We have way more to share with others toward resiliency than any of us. Mm-hmm. Is your family here too? No, my fa- my family is not here. You came because, alone. Yeah, for us, uh, one one thing that kind of makes makes it uh, I don't know how to put it, but whenever there is a a crisis, especially at times of war, families tend to separate. Right. Sometimes it's intentional. Everybody, you take a group of two or three, go your separate ways. At least if you go your separate ways, some will survive. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's unintentional. Yeah. And that helps somebody build up the, the courage just to go with the hope that I'll be reunited someday. So you stay in touch? Yeah, I stay in touch. I stay in touch with my family and with my friends, especially friends that we went through a lot. That kind of helps us remind each other that it will be okay. Mm. Well, good for you. Yeah. It's very be it's very easy to give up and just be isolated. I mean, making sure that that you're going to have other people in your life uh, is sometimes not as easy as it sounds. And and you just have to to do what you can and, uh, and take chances and and it works mostly and plant the seed yeah to plant the seed yeah everywhere and something will grow and as a child I I, I never took it seriously. And they keep on telling us, you know, when, when a child is born, your hands are closed like this. And when you grow up, you, you have to open up so that you receive. So when you open up your hands, you give. And when you give, you receive. And you, you, don't, you don't keep your hands closed. Keep them always open. I like that. I'm trying to remember whether your hands were closed when you were born. <laughs> I was wondering that. <laughs> Certainly my mouth was open when I was born. <laughs> oh, no, I was always. I, was, I know, you were the second one. I was the second one. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, 
I wasn't, I, I was very, you know, I was very fortunate with, with both my immediate family, you know, I had uh, brothers, and, you know, 22 first cousins, <laughs> wow. and so you get um, the, the whole idea that, uh, that there's no, there's no way out of this, uh, and you have to struggle when you have so many people that are available to you, it makes a big difference. And, you know, if this one doesn't want to talk to me today, there's always another one. And, uh, well, but we're talking to a person who's here alone. Yeah. You've had to make a whole community here yourself. Yeah, the, for me the easiest thing that maybe from my upbringing is that extended family plays a big role. Mm. And friends. For us, friendship is not something that you just have for convenience. Friendships mostly, oh, yeah, right. yeah, they, they become like part of your family, yeah, right, right, and and that really helps helps me a lot. I oh, can sure. I can just pick a phone and call my friend who is home or went to another country, and we just pick up the conversation. So that really makes me feel at home most of the time. His high school class remains friendly with each other. Still. And we went to Philadelphia. He grew up in Philadelphia. We went to Philadelphia, what was it, six months after the shooting? Yeah. It was, whenever it was, it was the Philadelphia Orchestra invited someone to come and blow the shofars. Do you know where the shofars mm -hmm. are ran for? Mm -hmm. And wanted somebody to blow shofar with the orchestra. And they asked Rabbi Myers, and Rabbi Myers was too busy. And he suggested me, and I said, can I come? And so I got to go. Joe came with me, and we got to meet his friends. His high school friends made a lunch happen at a restaurant. And I got to meet. They're, they're all just like Joe. They're all brilliant, funny guys, around 90 years old at the time. Yeah. And they were, they were great. It yeah. does matter. You've had a few famous people were in oh, yeah. his class. It matters who your friends are. It matters who you grow up with. It matters what school you go to. But it also matters that you make the best of whatever it is that you're doing. You, you could come from nowhere with nothing and still make something of what you have and be better than somebody who comes from everything the best and they ignore it all. Mm -hmm. we, we have to teach yeah, our kids. That group is still sending out the newsletter. The monthly newsletter. They, they make a paper newsletter. The guy who does the newsletter doesn't use a computer. So they've been sending paper newsletter for all these evenings. <laughs> so how do you define resiliency? One thing that uh, I, I look at resiliency is basically the ability to accept falling down and getting up at the same time. Because once you put into your mind that I'm not going to fall, and if you fall, you will not have that capacity to get up. But being brought up with a mindset that you will be falling a lot of times,